0: Yay, I am so glad to be back here. My next guest happens to be a relationship coach who helps men in predicaments. So if you're married and your husband is a little bit lost, whether he's having an affair or he's trying to come home and he's just confused or struggling, this guy is the guy you need to talk to. His name is Jeffrey Dean Davis, and he's coming on right now. Give me a second, let's go. So, without further ado, let me bring on my dear friend and an amazing coach, Jeffrey Davis. Hello, Jeffrey. You want to introduce hey. yourself?
1: How are you? Yes, I'm amazing. Absolutely.
0: Thank you for Hi. coming on here and for giving me the space to let people see who you are and all the great things that you do for others because I think you're amazing. Um my favorite things about Jeffrey are that he's he's very conscious and he teaches how to be still. And how to really get to know your own self and to walk in that space and he he, i've never seen him get mad and i spend a lot of time with him when he could have gotten mad and he's just he's just a grounded ace would you would you agree with me jeffrey
1: yeah (laughs) well um you know it's interesting i was just talking to a friend of mine the other day like literally this morning um about the fact that i used to be very angry and mm. i and, and i don't really have uh, um and it, i was triggered all the time i had no capability of really diving deep and and expressing myself and so you know i my my coping mechanism was disappear for a while because i was just so angry and i didn't really know how to express it and i was the guy that was you know you cut me off and i was like Barrr. and now i'm just like oh okay you must be in a rush right? how just, did what uh, did you do
0: how did that change
1: uh, a lot of work, a lot of work, uh, a lot of compassion um, and, and for myself and being able to offer that for other people and knowing that, you know, whatever journey I'm on, somebody else is on a similar or different journey that I can't even see or I don't know. And and a, a, um, a reordering of my value set so that i i looked at what is the imprint i want to leave on the world and who am i which is the most difficult question anybody can answer right who am i most people are like oh i'm an accountant or i'm a you know lawyer which is not that's an identity but like who literally are you and what are you here to do and so for me i came up with i i am love i'm here to leave a legacy of love what does that look like and how and and how does that filter through in my behavior and like it's a level of commitment to what i want to create in the world and and on some level this is interesting too on some level by creating that i actually enjoy that right so if i want a kinder world then if i'm kinder to people they're kinder to me if i want more love in the world then i put more love out and they're more loving to me that's right. right. So so I'm literally putting one dollar in bank and I'm getting two back.
0: That's right. So, OK, so yeah. I know we don't need to go through your whole life, but talk to me about that time when you were angry. I think you had a lot of work. You were working in corporate America. And I was. How, how did that how did you make that shift? What happened?
1: Um, I, you know, it was interesting. I, I was in corporate America and I was doing the thing um, that, you know, you're told to do. And get a so job. you get a job, you know, make a bunch of money, um, work in corporate America, like follow the rules, da da da. Like I had a suit that I wore, you know, it was a people boss suit, Armani type, blah, blah, blah. Like I had the whole thing, right? And so I played the, the game, and but it was a game. And, and I came to this realization that um, I was really bored, meaning unfulfilled. And I just couldn't imagine going down that road any further, that it wasn't, it wasn't going in the right direction. It wasn't going towards happiness, fulfillment, intimacy. And I didn't even know what intimacy was. I didn't know, I just knew that things weren't really, like a, it wasn't a long-term game. I was just gonna burn out and just fall apart. Um, so and, how did you was...
0: shift from that? Like, that sounds like a great realization.
1: <clears throat> yeah, so it was, um, what I realized was um, I'm exceedingly clever. I mean, mo- most of the people that I work with, they're super smart, right? They- they're accomplished. They're driven. You know, all of them. I was all of that. But I was realizing that, you know, I was living life in my head. And it was a chess game that I was always two moves ahead. So on some level, it wasn't stimulating. It wasn't really present. And I was like, well, what's going on here? Like, like, how is this not working for me? And and I was like, I got it. I'm living life in my head. And I like maybe I include my heart. But what happens if this is my my personal assistant and my heart is my CEO? Like, what happens if Ooh, I live like that? I like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just taking corporate terminology and business terminology and applying it to my experience. So And what does that look like? Well, that looks like my heart says, You need to go to Italy. And my personal assistant says, Okay, what time should we go? Are we playing first class? And, you know, what days are we going to be there? And so my personal assistant makes the plans, and my heart's like, Make a left, make a right, you know? And so I, I started tuning in to the directions of my heart and my higher self. That also took a lot of work to clear the space so that I I wasn't driven by, you know, triggers or uh, judgments or perspective, I'm I'm certainly not saying, you know, I'm an angel, but you know, I, I, I'm human. Whereas before I wasn't fully embodied as a human, right, and I really became a student, and I've always been very curious about human behavior, I was in acting and, um, you know, and I'm coaching and working with people around their humanity and opening that up and and I worked in advertising around human behavior, although that was mostly about, about manipulation of human behavior and getting them to buy things that they didn't need so that, you know, people could make much money. So uh, it was really about, like, how do I um, move those things out of the way? Through healing, through embodiment practices, uh, through mindset shifts, and, and a lot of the things that I work with my um, coaches about. You know, these are people that are really well accomplished in the world, and they've done a lot. But it's been driven by, you know, like, go do this. Society says this is what success looks like. But it hasn't really truly been defined internally. Like, what does success look like for me? Who am I? What's driving me? Right. And, And so then, they, you know, it's like that. I don't know if you remember the old talking heads house, you know. Is this my wonderful life? Is this my wonderful yeah. wife? You know, it's like all of a sudden you end up in this spot. I got that? It's a good spot. It's a good spot to be in, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, you're surrounded by blessings, but they don't really resonate because they're not coming from the place they should be coming from. They don't come from
0: the heart.
1: Right. They don't come from the heart. I have a they're plaque. Humans. Let me go.
0: Let me go grab it. Hold on. It takes two seconds. I'm gonna reach up. This is something yeah, that yeah, resonates with something. me. Hold on. See this? Okay. Hopefully you can read backwards, right?
1: Uh-huh.
0: What does that say? Can you read it real quick? A uh,
1: hundred years from now, it will not matter what my bank account was or the house I lived in, the kind of car I drove, but the world will be different because I was uh, important in the life of a child. child.
0: yeah. Yeah. And I know you don't deal with children, but you, when you have a heart and it's living youthfully, you can be that way to yourself. So...
1: Well, you're right. So I do, I, I don't deal necessarily directly with small children but I'm dealing with the inner child Mm -hmm. that's not healed within us Mm -hmm. and there's a reparenting that needs to happen because you know truly you can push for a long time but eventually you just run out of willpower and all of the stuff you've been carrying and avoiding from childhood and things like that just starts to run over you and you, and people act out you know, they get they numb out with, you know, sexual partners or addictions or work or whatever it happens to be. And so then, you know, their life starts to fall apart when at one point it was amazing from the outside, you know, and that's when divorce starts happening. And, you know, the old school midlife crisis or whatever that happens to be. But all, you can't avoid yourself for your entire life. You know, there's there's a, a, a facing you have to look at the man in the mirror. And most people don't really do that. What do you think? You know, and, and,
0: what do you think? Sorry to interrupt. What do you think happens when yeah. someone is growing up and they have all that trauma? What happens to themselves that they push that in that it comes up later? Like for parents well, right now, what could they be doing to their kids to make sure that this doesn't happen to them?
1: Sure. So um, what happens is um, people come up with coping mechanisms. Right. So some of the coping mechanisms benefit them financially, benefit them business-wise, benefit them in particular ways, and some of them are very destructive. You know, ultimately though, if you don't deal with what's inside, it does become destructive. You know, it's called shadow work for a reason. It's stuff that is parts of you that are real and alive that you have not integrated and you have not addressed. And and in some ways, they represent a possible superpower for you. And so when you're when you're a parent, um, though, I think, you know, I'm I'm not coaching parents, but one of the best things that you can do is to provide a safe space for the child to have their experience. Right. And, And, and to tap into what that experience is, and to feel like there's a place where they can express that and to start to articulate that because that's interesting when when men are boys they don't have or nor do they develop nor do they have a circle where that's accepted for them to develop the emotional vocabulary and the resulting emotional intelligence so women when they're children you know they're always like oh you know did he ask you out how do you feel about that Oh, I'm sorry about that right there's a different level of communication it's all about emotions and feelings and and men is, and boys it's like oh let's go play this let's go do that da 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 you know man up like so there there's a, a an action but there's not actually the access and so that's super important for them to have a place where they can start to develop a relationship with themselves.
0: Yeah, that and doesn't so happen. So parents sometimes. can
1: provide a space for that.
0: Yeah, I like the safe space because when a lot of parents are going through divorce and you got kids under the age of eighteen. And, you know, instead right. of being, you know, hey, let's go play ball, Jimmy. Now, what's going to happen? Will I have a home? Will I have, where will I right. be sleeping tomorrow? And they start to worry about right. that instead of what does Susie look like at class? Is she wearing a pink dress today or a blue dress? They start to focus. Well, they also,
1: they also internalize uh, the unhappiness and, and internal and there's a self-blame that goes on, you know. like Tell me about that. This, so-
0: like so you when
1: kids are small and something, you know, their world is small. And so they, they're, they believe that in some way they could have done something better or that somehow it's their fault because they feel it so deeply. And they couldn't imagine that these two parents would be, you know, not working together or, or you know, they're, they're, they, are, they haven't really um, individuated so that they're not part of the group. And so when the group is falling apart, they feel that, and they feel that somehow they are tied to that or a cause of that, and they blame themselves. Um, so part of, the, part of the integration work is forgiveness, acceptance you know, of your shadows and of the things that happened to you in the past and the people that have been um, had an impact on you in whatever difficult way you know, letting them be free too. you don't have to go and say "Hey, it's okay that you did this or you did this, but but it's important to remove that energy, and to get that energy, so it doesn't have a charge anymore, because that emotional charge means it's not resolved. And that's charge is what drives you, it creates triggers, it creates reactions, it creates things that you don't want to address in conversation about your emotions with relationships. Um, so, and and all of life is relationships and all of business is personal.
0: Could, would you, you, would you equate that shadow as something that might chase somebody who has unleft trauma issues or what, how would, how would you describe that shadow?
1: Um, so, well, it's, it, it would be parts of you that you, um, don't accept. Essentially, it's part ge- of you that ge- you don't accept. So in other words, you don't... Yeah. Yeah. So, so you might not accept that um, you're... So for instance, with me, um, I'm, I had some shadow work around anger and I didn't accept how I was treated, right? And so um, I, I didn't I didn't address it with love So, that it wasn't still active in my communication and my reactions to other people that I was in relationship with. Okay. And so, I didn't have a way of articulating that. I didn't have comfort. So, if somebody said something that I felt like was touching on these sore points that I hadn't really integrated, well, where now, if somebody were to say something, they'd be like, okay, that's interesting. That's, you know, that's information.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Whereas before, I took it as a judgment slash attack. And you know, I would dodge, blame, complain, disappear.
0: That's really cool. So how how do you make a shift from that? Meaning if someone gives you a piece of like hands you on a plate some negative comment about you, or it's not even negative, it's just a a thing, and you take it as a negative, or as you said, ooh, that's just information. I just got a plate of information. I don't have to eat it. I can just look at it and digest right. it, or not digest it at all. Like, how do you decipher? How did you change from that? Like, how did you stop being take it in? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying?
1: Sure. Well, I mean, it's a there's a couple elements to it. One is um, you you it's about most of life is about values, right? So so do you value being right above being in relationship? If you do, the relationship is dead. It will die a slow death or a fast death but you can't value being right Mm. over being in the relationship with the person so so when you put the the value of the relationship above then that then you start to look at differences of opinion information differently Mm. right it's like oh okay so that's you know i I feel sad that you know this is happening or triggered or upset or you know I'm, i'm noticing i've got some anger coming up or things like that but you know, I'm, I'm telling you versus attacking you, projecting it on you, because I value the impact that I have in this relationship. And, and I don't wanna do things or say things that are actually gonna damage it. I wanna actually be in collaboration and communication. And so the way to bridge difficult conversations is through clarity, meaning, you know, making sure you're grounded Making sure you're in a place where you can have the conversation. So that may take a day, that may take five minutes, that may be able maybe just one breath. And then it's about compassion and about curiosity. Like what is this person saying to me? Like what what do they mean when they're saying, you know, why would you why won't you shut the da da door? And you're like, Okay, well that's pretty intense, but I get it. You want me to shut the door? Okay, I could probably do that not a big deal, right, you know, you, it's frustrating for you, okay, I get that, is there anything else, right, so it's just being curious, as opposed to being in reaction, mm. and focusing on the relationship, as opposed to being right,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. because
1: if you're in relationship, if that's being in the relationship, and being committed, for better or worse, because you, you're working with people who are married, so, um being in having that as a value and actually living that looks distinctly different than what 55 almost 60 percent of the people ultimately end up at yeah. which is you know a split in the road
0: so you you were married right so, yes and you were married how old did you get married
1: uh i was married for about a year and a half and then we separated and um you know in california it takes a about half a year to Police process. So,
0: why, uh, how old were you when you got married?
1: Uh, that was about eight years ago. Okay. Nine years ago. Like okay. That today, so, yeah. you weren't
0: too young. Yeah. And so, why did you get no. married and why do you think you got divorced?
1: Hmm. So, um, well, I mean, I, I got married for love. So, um, and uh, I got divorced because we were just on distinctly different paths. You know, it was like, uh, we just really, um, there was still a lot of love there. We're still in communication. It's not an acrimonious thing. We don't talk every day, but you know, either one of us could pick up the phone, you know, uh, uh, we're still connected. That's awesome. So, yeah, so, um, and that's not, you know, I've lived my life where any relationship of depth or, you know, any kind of intimacy that I've had, like, I've walked away and there's still been the love there. Great. Yeah. Because I, I believe it's about love. It's not about a transaction. It's not about, oh, da, 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 You know, now we can never talk. It's like, yeah, we might not pick up the phone all the time, but, you know, love is love is yeah. love, right? So that's how I live and that's how I act. And, and that's why so I that love
0: creeps. you. That's why you're so awesome. Yeah,
1: I love you too. <laughs>
0: that's why you're a great guy. Because I can feel that yeah. from you when I'm with you. Like in that's, and you don't just treat me that way, you treat everyone that way. And I think that's why everybody right. likes you. You're just Thank solid. You, 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 it comes out of your pores, you ooze it. So I, I for you. one, really yeah. appreciate it. So you've shared with me that you have this coaching session that starts with a month of coaching, and then you bring them mm-hmm. to your location in Mexico and do a five this- day din- intensive or three?
1: Yeah. So, so essentially what I'm doing, like I said before, which is what I did was moving people out of their head because they get in there so long that they get Mm. lost and they kind of lose the track back. You know, it's the longest journey anybody ever makes from your head to your heart, but it's not very far. Right. But the longer you stay in your head, the more that you lose the breadcrumb trail back to where you need to be. And so I'm, currently living in San Miguel, which is called the Heart of Mexico, built on rose quartz, which is a crystal that activates the heart. Oh. And I'm I'm working with men, leading them from their head into their heart to change their life so that they live with passion, purpose, and they leave a legacy that, are, that they're aligned to.
0: I love that. I love that. So in your experience, because I know you've been doing this a long time, can you give my listeners some insight into how men feel when they come to see you
1: they're well they're lacking passion they're lacking purpose and they don't know what kind of legacy that they want to leave in the world right? do they even so know they want to live
0: like like some men don't haven't even thought about that.
1: well they they don't i mean you know like i was saying the most important question that most people never answer but it's the most important question is who am i and what am i on this planet to do you know, and it's not buy bigger houses, it's not, you know, drive a fancier car or, you know, stuff like that. It's like, what what literally are you here to do when you leave? It's not that a building is named after you. But like, what's the energy that you're here to do? And where does that come from? And who are you committed to being? And so um, they lost that, you know, they they've, they've run as far as they can run. On the gas that they've used, which is external values versus internal values, where things just flow and they start to come to you, and it's a totally different way of living because you're now an embodied human versus a very smart human that's accomplished a lot. So I've worked with Olympic athletes, uh, entrepreneurs, movie directors, people who have done a lot, but they've gotten to a spot where it's like it's it's no longer lighting them up and they've and they've lost it and and it usually comes down but always comes down to you know tapping back into their heart tapping back into their purpose tapping in back into the fire inside of them
0: do you think the fire ever goes out how do they reignite it
1: well um i think there's only so much fuel that your will you know like so there's a propane tank that you get and it's called willpower and it's brains and smarts, and it gets you to a particular place. A- and even physiologically, over the course of a lifetime, you know what people will start to notice, and studies will show this: is as you get in your twenties and you start, you know, you can do things easier. And it's all about do, do, do. And at a certain point, it just physically becomes more difficult. You, you know, the things that you could do in an hour are just taking longer, and they're costing more for you. So people are are working themselves into bad health, bad relationships and a disconnection from what they're actually doing. And so we shift that from do 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 into where do you take all of the information, all of the wisdom and how do you translate that into who you are and then create like almost like your second act. Like how do you create what what you need to do and what you're on this planet to do because we're not on a planet to watch football games and and you know buy houses and stuff like that we aren't all fun stuff (laughs) just kidding yeah all fun stuff but yeah but but all fun stuff but really it's about like i mean we have a limited amount of time and it's about people who really want to do something different and either they've been trying to do that and they can't figure it out, or they've just burned out on the, again, the external values versus, you know, where, where are my internal values? What are they? I mean, I went through an exercise where uh, I, I was meditating and I looked at my values and they kind of looked like family feud, right? You know, bing, number one, freedom, bing. You know, and I went down and I was like, well, what happens if I move connection from number three to number one? first thing that happened was I was I felt a deep loneliness I was like that's interesting I've never felt that before and the reason I didn't feel that before because that level of connection where it required me to have it as the number one value that level was not any priority at that level so Mm. I was feeling connection at you know like a number three level but at a number one level there was a disconnect and that's where these people start to feel stress, overwhelm, burnout, because there's a disconnect between what their values are and what they're actually creating. So I was able to move those values and feel the difference. And I was like, okay, so now if that's my value, how do I live from that? Because we, get, we, we have a lot of control in our lives, right? We think we don't, but we do. We can, we can decide and control how we behave, how we experience life, what our beliefs are, what our attitudes are, what our values are, how we're gonna interact with different people, what we're gonna do with our body. We have a lot of choice. Yes. Right, and, and but when we are feeling stressed and overwhelmed or burned out, which is another thing that people start to feel when they get to this particular spot, then we start to feel the, the disconnection and we start to feel that because we're not feeling like we're empowered and we're not living in integrity. Right? Yeah. The the integrity, there's a there is all of us have some you know, if you want to say spiritual or whatever, but we all have some directive of who we are here to be. Yeah. And so we need to connect to that. And if we don't connect to that, then that's where the burnout comes from. That's where we start creating the wall, we start stressing, we start, you know, break everything starts breaking down. And, you know, our partners who we had the spark with at one point in time are like, who's this guy who's just showing up and doing his thing and then leaving? It's like, well, we had a thing and now it just feels like we're so far apart because everything in his life is feeling so far apart. And she's just feeling that distance.
0: And clawing and grabbing and trying to get it. So what do you think? What advice right. would you have for women who are married to the type of guy you coach? What would you suggest them? How do they act and behave with their husband from a man's point of view? What would they want?
1: Sure. Um, well, that's an interesting question because I, I usually look at it from the other side.
0: Right? I drew you one.
1: Um, yeah, you did, right <laughs> So um, I would say I would say they should have their husband talk to me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: but when they come home, but, how mean, can the wife support what you teach?
1: Sure. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm working with somebody, and how can she support it? Um, well, there's, there, what happens is when I work with people, their behavior changes, and the people around them, their interactions with them change, right? So that's what I discovered when I did my work is all of a sudden the people that were in my life started to shift, and the experiences of anybody started to shift, and, and the reflections back of people of who I was being started to change dramatically. Um, so like, by virtue of the men changing, they will have an enormous impact within the relationship because the women, are they're wanting intimacy, right? and to have them their man show up at that level is like a gift it's all i want right i mean at at the end of the day everybody wants connection absolutely right like this life is about love and for some people it's about running away from love for some people it's about trying to understand love for some people it's about being in love right but ultimately i think everything leads back to love and that's what we're here to figure out yeah as humanity and as individuals and that love involves some of it involves healing it involves healing ourselves and when we heal ourselves then we start to heal the relationships around us for instance like um my because of me healing myself and standing in love you know i got divorced and we're still in connect in contact and we're still there's still love there because that's a priority and so I acted from love and so the relationships in whatever form they're in still reflect that love intact and when I shifted myself my relationship with my mother changed and I had a mother wound so that changed to such a point where my mother at one point in conversation said hey um, I'm sorry that I didn't know how to relate to you when you were a young man And I know that that caused pain for you. And I'm sorry for all the pain that caused. And I was like, wow. Wow. Right. Like when would that happen? I was like, what just happened? And so, but I also was like, oh my God, the portal is open. So I'm just, I'm right through. So at that point I was like, you know what? I appreciate that. Thank you for saying that. That means so much to me. And that's, you know, that's really like a big thing to say. So I want to acknowledge you for that. And I also want to apologize for holding that against you for my entire life. Wow. and every woman I've ever dated.
0: Do you, how, why right? so was, Why is that so strong? What is it about your mother for men that I mean, besides the fact that the, the wife is the, the biggest closest relationship you'll have. But from your research right. and what you do, what, what do you think that what that what is that connection? How come it, how come that pain carries right to the wife?
1: Well, you know what it is, it's also, so it's on the flip side too, right? The model for the husband, for the for the young girl is dad. And the model for, you know, the, the woman is mom, right? It's, it's a female maternal energy or whatever pronoun, you know, but it's basically that nurturing and that connection. And so if that connection is solid, but there's, there's a lot of mother wounds that um, I encounter a lot in men, and a lot of women have mother wounds too. And what's interesting is some of it is spiritual, some of it's emotional, some of it's psychological, and they've found, there's research that shows that trauma can get passed down seven generations. So it just keeps getting passed down until at some point you're like, it stops with me. I'm gonna do the work, it stops with me. And then you heal and just like I experienced with my mother without asking for that. She just randomly said that in a conversation after me doing a lot of work and shifting how I work with her and how I talk to her. And so like it just ripples back. When she said, and we had a, you know several other conversations, but where she's talking to me and I could literally see her shoulders drop. I could see weight just fall off. Wow. Based on the conversation, right? So it, it literally goes up. But in our genes, we're carrying, you know, this trauma all the way through until we heal ourselves, and then we start to literally rewrite our DNA and rewrite our possibilities because of that, and our capacity for being present in this life and what we want to create.
0: Wow, that's really cool. Okay, because we're running out of time, um, I wanted to ask you right. in your pocketbook, like, what do you what do you think's happening? with the men of this world like for young girls who are not young girls like 20s and 30s who might be listening to this what what do you notice about men these days you know like feeling that they're the women are becoming more powerful not needing men as much but yet wanting them and yet they don't give them the space to be men because the women are men and they're women and they're they can do everything like have you noticed and what what do you think about that
1: there's a there's a loss of polarity right so there's a loss of polarity um you know there's a and you know i'm not trying to offend anybody but there's there's a there's an overlap right and just as you were saying women are stepping into a role of being more self-sufficient and i'm not saying that you know we need to move culturally to a an old school model but there's different energies Right? There's a masculine energy and a feminine energy, and they, they kind of, they, they can be in different balance with different people, but if you have two people that have decided they're going to stand on the same piece of land, same piece of real estate in terms of how they're being in the relationship, then you don't have that polarity, and and the charge, the sexual charge starts to disappear, that, the connection, that causes creation and, and starts as, and basically chemistry, right? It's chemistry. When you add two things together, they create a synergy of something else. And that's chemistry. And when two people are together and there's polarity, there's chemistry. And when there's not, then it's kind of like, mm, okay, well, they seem like a great person, but um, not really, you know, I'm not feeling it.
0: Yeah. I see that with so, like gay couples. There's always a masculine and a feminine they can't be two masculines right. it just doesn't work
1: right and it you know and it's it's just it's about an energy it's not about uh you know their term masculine and feminine for anybody that's watching but it's not really just in those two spots obviously there's different blends of it but the point is there does need to be a polarity because when you're both in the same spot you don't have the polarity that creates chemistry that you know creates attraction, that creates the spark of two pieces running together. And that spark, if you don't have a focus on personal development, you don't have tools to actually manage yourself and, you know, how you feel and the emotional intelligence to tap into how you feel, then that spark is where it turns into drama mm-hmm. versus the spark that's like because two people are always gonna, you know, bump up against each other somehow. And so the that bump up against each other can be a spark that creates something else, another version and another version and another version. And you keep evolving the relationship. Or it, it can be a spark that burns down everything because it's about drama and people not actually having personal responsibility, integrity for who they are, and ability to navigate the things that come up in the relationship within themselves.
0: Do you think relationships could be something that becomes something that you work together to understand and discover since people are always changing. I've had wives say, Oh, my husband was this guy when I married him. And then in his thirties, he was this guy. And then at 60, he was this guy. And when he hit 75, Oh, he was the nice, he was like my sister. He was so loving and caring. It's like they become different people. And if marriage evolves, you can, you can ride that wave.
1: Well, there's two things interesting about that. One is it's if you should, as a human, be evolving, right? Or else you're you're devolving, right? So so that's one thing. So the second thing that always um, is fascinating to me where people are like, oh, so I'm gonna be with the same person. Wow, that just, that didn't sound fun after a while. But that's because you're not present to the fact that this person is literally moment by moment a different person and that you are you've kind of given up on magnetizing and connecting with all the facets of them and that can be illustrated by you have this relationship that you consider dull and then maybe you go to a party and you're like you were talking to that guy for 20 minutes like what were you talking about you were so animated and everything else she's like oh well you know he asked me about my art and you know we were talking about his art and just like because they're connecting with another part that exists all the time so there's no way that if you're truly present and and in the relationship that you'll ever get bored and you'll ever be like oh i'm with the same person all the time right because that person is fully available to you if you are curious and compassionate and clear so that you can, you're just like, okay. So who am I going to be? Like, what am I going to bring to the party today? I'm going to bring curiosity, or I'm going to bring playfulness, or I'm going to bring um, intimacy, or I'm going to bring um, gratitude. Like each energy that you bring will connect in different ways, and I believe that our lives reflect the quality of our of our questions. Yeah, so tell that, me about that. You know, that's like, interesting. Hey, honey, how Go are ahead. You? Sorry. Yeah. So it's like, hey honey, how are you? Oh, I'm good, how was your day? Fine. And so you have the same conversation over and over instead of, hey honey, how was your day? Great. So what was the most fascinating thing about your day? So you maybe you ask that or, hey honey, how are you? Good. So did you have any phone calls that made you smile? So like, you know, ask different questions and you'll get different answers and you'll see different things and you'll experience this person in a different way be curious and be creative like you know you can ask somebody anything like you know what what uh, is your heart heavy today is it like today
0: Wow that's um, a good one you know that's like, like for a woman right? a man asking questions like we don't get questions like that we like that
1: <laughs> we yeah. do. so and you know one, one thing that also is great is um, is before you go on a date night, which sounds kind of counter counterintuitive but i found this really powerful is before you go on date night you clear anything that's come up in the relationship so that you are absolutely both connected on an intimate level and free from anything that's gone on during the week or during the day or whatever so it's like hey you know tell me what's going on so they can get rid of all of that and be fully present with you and you're on a date
0: yeah yeah.
1: Right. So you're really excited and you're really present, which is what it's all about. You know, you keep that spark alive.
0: Yeah, it's so funny how you can ease, if you've got something on your mind that you're not talking about, it can easily right. trump any enjoyment that you're having. Or any- Totally,
1: right? And, and the date should be about connection. So what better way to connect and start the date by, you know, finding out like what what's on your plate? Like, what What would make, what What do we need to talk about for this to be alive for you tonight? For this to be interesting and exciting and playful and fun and intimate? Like, what, what do we need to do? Like, what's not, what's in your space that's yeah, not?
0: Yeah, isn't that funny? Because just right when you said that, it's like, I can see someone who doesn't feel like they're in the relationship when they're really not into the, their own self being like, <sighs> I have to answer that I have to come up with questions like it just seems so much work, but if you know someone else came in from another part of town and asked something they might perk up and it's just recognizing right. that that's where you are that you have to might like really, as you said, look at the person and
1: show up show up and be grounded just show up yeah, I mean you know like it, it's a little bit of work to be present, but the rewards are exponential, yeah. right. And, and and the cost is exponential right so if you don't show up over time it eats away and gives you less and less and less and less of an enlivened relationship and more and more dullness it's just packing it like you know a box full of stuffing and you're like what's where's the actual order from amazon there's all stuff in here yeah right? it sounds horrific instead of you open the box and you're like wow, there's something
0: You know, when you go to a restaurant and you see an old couple over to the side and they're not talking to each other, you know, they're dealing with the Amazon stuffing, right? Just
1: (laughs) yeah, yeah, right. They, they haven't unpacked it. They haven't unpacked their boxes and their garbage, right? And so it's literally just, you know, you're gardening, you're gardening, like you want to harvest an amazing relationship. and, And what happens is people get into a place of compatibility and roommates and habits. Versus, you know, habits are good, but, you know, if they're good habits, that enliven you. Like, you know, if you have a habit, like a, a, a meeting for a couple, like once a meet, week, where you sit down and you're like, hey, let's talk about what's good, what's not good, like what's working, what's not working, what's, how is, it? not even just within the relationship, just in general, let's clear it out. And maybe once a quarter, then you sit down and like, where are we going? What are we trying to create? You know, what's going to be powerful for us in the next quarter that we can do? Like, so, OK, we've got this, you know, um, we've got another vacation plan. But how can we make that one different than every other vacation?
0: <laughs> going to the cabin. I'm just right. kidding. Same thing. Going to the same right.
1: beach. The, cab- the cabin can be great. The cabin can yeah. be great,
0: especially if it's free and they own it. Yeah. OK, Jeffrey, right. is there anything else you want to add? That um, And also, how can people get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm on Facebook, and I've got a uh, five-day challenge free that's running on August 8th, um, and it's called Power, Passion, and Excellent. Legacy. So that's the Power, Passion, and Legacy five-day okay. challenge. So you can find me on Facebook at Jeffrey Dean, and I've got you know a click-through where you can go and join the, the um, challenge, and you'll get useful information that will help you connect to your power of passion and creating a legacy. And so I'll take you through some of that. You'll get some tools and techniques and you know, some really powerful stuff that I've okay. used.
0: All right, so you just said your last name is Dean. I thought it was Davis.
1: So my middle name okay. is Dean.
0: <laughs> Me so and you and names, name were just terrible. I keep calling Jeffrey the wrong yeah. name. I call him Jeff and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be very respectful and and now I'm screwing up your last name but I get it now
1: that's okay uh,
0: but I <laughs> right. like that Jeffrey Dean sounds really so, cool
1: boy yeah so I it's funny because I had this middle name and I'm like what am I going to do with it so when I first joined Facebook I'm like I wonder if I should just let me see how that feels maybe you know, I want to change my name maybe not and I just put it on there and I forgot about it and then every once in a while somebody's like why are you Jeffrey Dean and Jeff- I'm like actually I'm Jeffrey Dean Davis so it's interesting. My father wasn't super creative, but you know, certainly, but he surprised me with this one. So I have a brother, and my brother's name, his middle name, is my father's first name, and then my initials are my father's initials. And I was like, "Wow, that's more creative than I've ever seen you be." And it's it's actually kind of cool.
0: You've got you've got a great name. You sound like you should be famous, and you are. In my life, yeah. you are. I so, am. all right. So any, any last notes that you want to share, last tidbits of advice for everybody?
1: Um, what I would say is um, if you're stressed out, you're overwhelmed, things are not working, um, and you're starting to burn out, just take a moment, take a breath, and come into your body, and then you'll start to slow things down. Because when we're stressed and overwhelmed, Things feel like they're coming at us at this heavy, heavy, fast rate, and we can't get things done. And if we slow our body down to attune to the present moment, it's easier to get things done. It's easier to connect, and it's easier to listen. So it improves everything all around us, but we just go, 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 especially when we're in our head, and then we start shallow breathing, which creates more anxiety and body sensations that are not pleasant. So it's super important to be embodied. And the first place you start is with your breath, breathing into your belly and just taking a moment, slowly exhaling and then coming back. I was just body. doing
0: it now. <laughs> it's like a tra- Your voice is very yeah. transient. Like just, mm, very nice. I like that. Awesome.
1: Well, Jeffrey, awesome. thank you so much yeah. for your
0: time today. Thank you. I. I adore you and thank I'm, you. I'm glad hopefully my people will enjoy you as well
1: thank you so much yeah I really appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and to everybody and you're doing such great work and you know everybody needs to work with you because you've got your own magic and you're saving so much love in the world that people want but you know they've just kind of lost the connection and so I, I really respect what you're doing I think it's important thank,
0: you. thank you thanks Jeffrey Wow, I told you he was going to be awesome, didn't I? Huh, what a great guy. And the best part is he helps men. He helps men become a better man. Men are having trouble these days. And Jeffrey is the guy who grounds them and teaches them how to love again so they can go home and be the man, the leader, the husband, the dad. We need that. So thank you so much for listening today, you guys. Uh, If you can, please hit send, share. Please share this with anyone that might be needing to hear this interview today because we gotta get the word out. And I am so glad that you're even here and letting me talk to you. I appreciate it. Um, If you have any sleep problems, there's a company called Somvi who sponsor me, and they have bedding, and they're amazing. They have these amazing pillows. I've got some videos below. Go ahead and click on them. Follow them. They're amazing. Um, Feel free to get stuff from them. That just helps me. And um, yeah, share this, and please come back. I love that you're here, and I love that you're letting me help you, too.